Welcome back to another edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard, joined tonight by Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, we got a, a lot of things to get into tonight. LSU baseball uh, completed a series against Texas A&M. They won two out of three, which uh, earned them a spot in the SEC championship series and uh, really much uh, bolstered their case for the postseason. Uh, LSU softball actually uh, getting in the mix with some news. Uh, they won their regional. Uh, LSU football had some news, a major transfer announcement there. And uh, we got a landing spot for TJ Finley and uh, probably a couple other things to get into. But before we do, I just want to check in with the co-host. Uh, man, guys, it's been a, quite a busy week. And, you know, I think, you know, school's out over there and uh, everything's, I think the freshmen are coming in. Uh, there's just a lot of different things going on. And, uh, but it's, you know, it all seems pretty positive, you know, for the most part. Um, uh, how are things with you guys? Good. Mainly just tired, man. Ready to, ready to just talk some tigs and end my day. I hear you. Yeah, I had a good weekend. Was out of town in in Dallas, big D town, but still caught most of the baseball games. Watched a little PGA Championship. It was cool to see Phil uh, take that down yesterday. And uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of news. So ready to get into that. And then I may be out of town next weekend. There's a chance I'll be at the Indianapolis 500. So I may, <laughs> uh, maybe doing a, a live podcast from there. Not our not our usual forte, but maybe getting into some some motorsports action, which I'm excited about. I wonder if there's ever been like an LSU IndyCar driver, like a guy who went to LSU. I have no idea. I doubt it. Cool. Yeah, I would be. Uh, what are- I mean- or at least, you know, someone like on the owner's team or like a, an engineer or something. That'd be amazing. I'm sure I'm sure there's somebody who's like connected to IndyCar. It's like LSU, I would think. Do, do you think like how did how did drivers become drivers? I think they just kind of like start like low, like local kind of like series. Like and, that track in Sterlington or something? Yeah, like I like there's the New Orleans Raceway. Like I think they have some races there, and then you kind of work your way up, like better and better cars, and you start getting sponsors, and then kind of picking it up. Huh. Yeah, and then you find the right uh, team. I mean NASCAR, I could tell you where to go to, but like F F one, that's or like IndyCar, you know, that's F one stuff, and that's uh, that's such an international thing. That's kind of like how soccer is to to the U.S. You know, F one, it's like such an internationally dominated thing. Uh, the U.S. I feel like they they used to have well, they have races in the in the U.S. a lot, but um, it's like it, I couldn't name one driver that's like uh, you know top of the F1. It's always like Michael Fittipaldi, Michael Schumacher, uh, you know people like that. All these Michaels. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, bring it back to uh, bring it back to the Boudreaux's, uh, the LSU Tigers. <laughs> I, I want to talk about this baseball because they uh, you know they finished the season in great fashion took the series at A&M, uh, which honestly, I think, I, you know, after watching a lot of games, that might be one of my, uh, my, my next favorite after, you know, Alex Box. It looks like a really nice stadium. They actually have some outfield seating, pretty good infield too, but I like that brick uh, back wall they have there. Um, but LSU looked really good. Uh, the first one, you know, a bit of a pitcher's duel. And uh, I don't know, there was something weird that happened, you know, with Lennon Marcel. It, it didn't seem like an injury outright. Yeah, yeah, it was just uh, they just chalked it up to like fatigue or something. He said he just didn't feel right. Maneri said, yeah, he didn't really look right. So we just kind of we ended it. Uh, but it was a little odd to just pull him, you know, after he was doing kind of well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, you know, his health is most important, obviously. But uh, it was just uh, just kind of out of the blue. But I mean, 
for for the most part, the the pitching kind of just held their own for the rest of the game. You know, it was just it was one one until what the the eighth until uh, A and M star hitter hit that uh, hit that home run. And but LSU really took care of business the next two games uh, quite handily. Uh, the bats came alive, and uh, they they looked like the team we we you know we want them to that they you know could could build some momentum before the tournament, which. Uh, they come in as the number nine seed, by the way. They will play Georgia on Tuesday night, uh, or afternoon, I should say, at 4.30. So, uh, I don't know, Guy, I'll start with you, Tommy. Um, uh, you know, we were kind of unsure how they might finish the season, given their uh, their proneness to, you know, uh, underwhelming us. But, uh, you know, they took care of business uh, pr- pretty handily in the last two games, I might say. And they have a even better seed than we might have thought in the SEC tournament. And I think the fact that they finished two out of three with AM, you know, they got that 13th SEC win that might help them with, uh, you know, the NCAA at large. So, uh, all in all, man, what do you think? Well, it's a it's a good wrap up to the season and and a good SEC series victory um, on the road. Had some challenges, like you said. They they lost their ace in a weird way i also heard somebody say that they actually pulled him because they wanted because they were like you know what we're gonna save his arm for tuesday which that's kind of weird to me um yeah it's like why would you start him and then be like oh wait hold on it's like they forgot <laughs> that he was actually gonna start tuesday and they were like oh wait hold on i don't know that was kind of weird but um yeah, I mean, it was a good, two good wins. Again, like, I'm not – I don't know. I'm just not in love with this team. I'm not in love with, with the way the season's gone. So, I'm not going to sit here and scream from the mountaintops how great, how great we are. Um, but it's, it's a, it's, I think it's as good an end as, you could, as we could have gotten given the way, that, the way that we've lost games and the way how, – how inconsistent we've been because I think all three of us would agree this series could have gone a lot different. Yeah, well, the second game – went to the 13 innings, a thriller, because yep. uh, A&M scored six, three in the first two innings, and then we shut them out for 10 straight innings after that. But, uh, yeah, that was crazy. Like, you just were ready for LSU to drop that one and then things oh, yeah. would be looking grim. And somehow they popped off six runs in the, the 13th inning uh, in the, the early or the late hours of the night uh, to take that one. But, yeah, overall, it was kind of up and down. Like you said, it would have been real nice to get that first win with Marceau. He pitched well. And then Javen Coleman pitched well in relief, but the bats were just dead uh, and couldn't get anything going, which we've seen a few times. And I think I mentioned it before last week with like Marceau, he's done well, but he just, for some reason, he doesn't get the run support that he yeah. needs. Uh, and then Hilliard pitched uh, well on in the last game, uh, which is good to see him kind of getting more consistent. So I think yeah. we got the, the arms there. And that 13 wins should get us into some sort of regional I've seen some projections as having us like a number three seed in the Texas regional, mm. which would be interesting uh, for us to go there. Uh, but yeah, kind of squeaking in at the end. And as long we can beat Georgia, I think, but Arkansas will be a tough test after that. I know um, that, that the, the experts are also saying that our strength of schedule is a huge asset to us. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that we played every it was number two in the, is that number two in the nation? Yeah. Number two. I mean, right it makes now. sense. We played every, every good team that that's out there. We've played probably multiple times. And I mean, I, I mean, I think we got to give some, I think we got to give some, uh, some thanks to Louisiana tech because we played them multiple times this year yeah. in quote unquote midweek games. And you know, they, they were a top 10 team at one time. So and we won both and those. we won both. Yeah. Both times we played them. So 
Um, I think that's, you know, that's, that's a big, a big asset to us. Uh, they're probably going to host a regional. Is that right? I think they're kind of on the border because you need the top 16 and they're currently number, I think they're like 18 in the rankings or something. Okay. So, so maybe. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, but I mean, you know, that, I think that that's a, a really good showing for them and, and they beating them twice has helped us. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but again, like I'm not, I'm not super excited. I think I'm, I think I'm just, I'm just going to watch and just be like, try to be Zen about it. Cause this is our team. This is what we have. We don't have anything better. We could have worse. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't go there. But, uh, I will say this, though. I feel like there's been a slight arc to this team over the season, over the course of the season. So I'm going to ask you this. Uh, by the way, I think it's worth mentioning uh, uh, the second game was actually Paul Maneri's 1,500 career win. Uh, so that's just amazing. I think he's the highest in, with uh, active Division One coaches as far as wins go. So, you know, congrats to him. As much, as much flack as we want to give him about how the course of our season as fans are going – uh, he, he's doing quite well himself. Uh, but uh, as, as far as what you were saying, Tommy, the, I feel though that like if we were to play Tennessee again, we we're going to play Arkansas again, obviously if we, if we beat Georgia tomorrow, which I think they could, although Georgia, I looked them out, uh, you know, I checked them out a little bit. They, they, they seem to be just kind of just consistent with what they do. They don't really have any like, you know, super, super power hitters. I don't think they have like a real, like any stronger ace than we do. They're just, you know, consistent. They don't, you know, they don't give games away really. So they've got a pretty good record. It's, but their, their conference record is only about as good as ours. But I, like, I think we have better wins than they do. Uh, but, you know, if you do that, then you play Arkansas. But if we were to play Arkansas or if it was, you know, Tennessee or Vanderbilt, I think I like our chances better now because I feel like the offense is slightly more consistent because that was the thing for the whole season is they were consistently inconsistent. I feel like maybe the offense is slightly more consistent now. Maybe that edge is enough. And I feel like they, you know, if, if Mar Landon Marceau is healthy, um, uh, you know, I, I like him. It's just, you know, the, the offense has to be more consistent when he pitches like Daniel was saying, because it's usually like a two, one game when he pitches, like how come he doesn't get the six runs? We'd have all of his games as wins if he got some run support. So I, I don't know. I'm hoping, you know, that things will just work out magically. But I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, and the SEC baseball tournament is kind of weird because after the first round, it's a double elimination for a few rounds. Yeah. So I think getting – like beating Georgia and then getting one win against a top team, like – and losing two would be a pretty good result and kind of appropriate for, for LSU because that would put us towards the top of the uh, – the heap and with some decent momentum going into wherever we would end up in a regional. Uh, so just a little bit of a confidence booster there. I don't think we can say that we're expecting to take to this run thing the down table. or anything, but just to, to put on a decent showing, as long as we don't bow out the first day and that'd be a, a downer. It would be a downer. <laughs> yeah. Cause you would think, all right, we're finally getting some momentum before the, you know, the, the selection show or, or session, whatever they do. But then, yeah, yeah, you you lose horribly to Arkansas, and then you're like, well, now what? Yeah, and then so the games run one game every day pretty much in sequence order. So I uh, expect to see the Tigers Tuesday, hopefully Wednesday, Thursday, and on after that. Yeah, yeah uh, I checked out the tickets at the SEC site, and they, they basically do it. Ticket blocks are, uh, you know, session one. 
uh, early afternoon, early afternoon. Then session two is like late afternoon, uh, then like a PM game. Mm -hmm. and the only one that was sold out for right now was the uh, the session two that uh, LSU was in. Oh, wow. Granted, it did have uh, Auburn playing somebody else that was like not too far from there. But still, it's like I'm, at, I, I'm just assuming it was, you know, the, the LSU faithful there that are buying out that game. Um, I don't know how well Georgia travels uh, baseball, but I, I have a feeling as you see wise LSU probably travels the best. Um, I would imagine so. I bet, I bet Ole Miss and Mississippi State DC. Yeah. I mean that close, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So if they win then they play Wednesday, yeah, they play Wednesday to Arkansas, and then it's on from there. Uh, but if they lose to Arkansas that first game, that's the weird thing. Is like you're saying, they could, they could still be in the tournament. Yeah. But then they have, they have to win every single game after that. Uh, but anyway, like I said, I, I like our chances as good as anything else. Um, so speaking of um, Georgia, LSU actually uh, has brought someone home back to L to. Uh, brought someone home back to louisiana major burns transferred out of georgia and he decided to come to lsu so they they add this uh defensive back to the class i i mean we were pretty much good on cornerback and he was i mean he plays uh you know more of like a a safety so i, I thought we were pretty good there but i mean we'll we'll definitely welcome him to the team uh depth is always great who knows even if he did take over so what you know best man wins right I, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a big pickup for LSU because um, something that we talked about going into last year's recruiting season um, was the was the questions at safety. You had after the 2019 season, you had Grant Delpit leaving, uh, you had Jacoby Stevens coming back, but uh, and then Kerry Vincent opting out, and he played a little bit of you know that nickel or safety kind of role. Um, Mo Hampton transfer Mo Hampton transferring yeah, transferred this you know so there there are some it, I don't I agree with you Scott it's not especially now with with the way that we recruited in this past year with Sage Ryan and Matthew Langlois and some other players um I don't think depth is the issue but I think that uh it, it's there's so much youth I mean it's a there are so many young yeah, right now you've got like Todd Harris who's kind of been a role player in his career plus someone plus anyone i mean it could be you could name what jordan tolls or uh jay ward is moving to safety yeah. you see sage ryan who's mm -hmm. a, the number one safety in in louisiana or number one player in louisiana maybe number two behind mason smith but a top the top level player who could end up playing safety there's gonna be so there, there's so many it's a level playing field and so um, I think it's a good ad, and I think also with with the way that the game is these days, uh, how pass heavy, how much speed is needed. You know, if you get, and we'll, and we'll talk about the, the next uh, safety pickup that LSU had after Major Birds. Um, if you get, if you can get really, really talented safeties and DBs, you can all, especially with, at different sizes, at different weights, you can almost play them anywhere uh, other than like defensive line. Mm -hmm. So it's a good pickup, and I'm excited about it. I think it's cool that, to see that, you know, he was a guy we talked about early on. Well, because he was a committed, was committed to LSU. He was from Baton Rouge and Madison Prep, yeah. and then decommitted and went to Georgia. Now I guess he didn't get the playing time or the situation that he wanted, so uh, he's back home, which is good to see. And I think it, it shows that LSU is, is, is good in this era of the, of the transfer portal in following up with, with people, staying connected to them, 
Um, I don't think that I don't think he just chose. I don't think LSU got surprised when he decided I'm I'm going to come back to LSU. I think you know it was a it was a two way street, and right. I think that's a good sign for us. Right. So it's basically this this street that they had passed. Just he had to go back in reverse and just go backtrack a little bit to come back to us, which is fine. You know, people get lost all the time. Who knows? We still we still may get Eric Gilbert back for all we know. Man, that's uh, true. We haven't heard much from Eric Gilbert. Yeah. And I, I noted that uh, this is our last player in the, the class. That's 25 because we signed 23 plus Mike Jones plus Major Burns. That's 25. So we shouldn't be getting any more transfers this year. Uh, just this weekend, uh, defensive back, Pig Cage, Pig, I think Quentin. Quentin is his Quentin name. is yeah. his first name. He goes by Pig. Uh who was a freshman at Nichols State. Oink, uh, oink. Yeah, of the, the Nichols Colonels last year has transferred to LSU as a preferred walk-on and is looking to compete immediately, I would suppose. Um, but he was really good for Nichols last year. Tommy's got some more insider info on him, but it seems like a pretty fierce like competitor. And we, we had a Nichols corner last year transfer with Darren Evans, who I was reading like in his first play for LSU, got torched for a 40 yard touchdown against Mississippi that. state. Uh, but so hopefully pig might have a little bit better production, but uh, glad to welcome him. Well, uh, yeah, you know, we, we at talking Tigs, we always go right to the source. And so I spoke to, uh, to pig K to friend of the show and pig cages, uh, defensive back coach, Stuart Hanna, who coaches at rumble. Y'all, if you listen to the podcast frequently, you've heard him talk and he, he he's agreed to come out, come on and kind of give more a breakdown of him. But um, he said that what we're going to get out of this guy is a, is a, a fierce competitor. He's, he's a little bit undersized. And, and I mean, I haven't watched his commitment video to Nichols after he talked that, you know, speaking to, I guess it was NOLA.com or uh, maybe the advocate or a news, a news source talking about why he committed to Nichols. And he even says in his commitment, as he's putting the Nichols hat on, he's like, yeah, I'm doing this for all, for all the other kids who got overlooked. Like, I'm going to go at, go there and prove them wrong. I'm going to go there and, and, and do my best and, and show, you know, what other schools missed out on. So he's got a huge chip on his shoulder. I think that um, he, he knew that he was, he needed to play division one football and he felt overlooked. And so he went to Nichols to be able to play immediately. He said, he says that in the video, he wanted to play immediately and, and really prove uh, how good he is. And, I don't know if y'all have watched any of any of his highlights from Nichols, but I mean, he, it's, it's apparent right then he was, he, he was in a class of a class. Yeah, of he was a finalist for whatever the, like the FCS equivalent of the like all American, like best player in the country. Yeah. Is. And, and he was, I think he was also like freshman of the year, uh, com, uh, finalist for freshman of the year. Well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. Freshman, like best FCS freshman in the yeah. country. Yeah. I kind of, um, I mean, he, he was a production machine. Now the, the thing that I did see, it's kind of an issue is he's a, he's an extremely physical player, like, like almost to a fault. Um, he doesn't wrap up. He goes for the kill shots and it's a lot of times they land, but I think the difference is if you watch him at rumble or you watch him at Nichols, the type of player you're going to be facing at LSU, both in practice and then also on the field in an sec game. I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if you're going to take down, some of the top players in the country by putting your, putting your, your mm-hmm. shoulder pad into their thigh yeah, and they just fall over. You just got to pick the fundamentals up a little bit maybe. And that's what, and that's what going through a, a division one program will do. The, the, I think the main challenge for him is going to be, and, and he said it in, yeah, on his, and his like, you know, recruit in his like announcement and he's ready to play 
but also um, he said it when he was talking about tri- you know committing to Nichols. It, he wants to play now. I don't know if he's going to be ready to start right away. He might need some a little bit of development, especially in SEC. line after Stingley and, and Elias Ricks. I mean, well, you could get more of a nickel or a safety. Type he's going to be playing a safety role. Yeah, I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he's fast enough um, or, co- or he covers well enough. And I'll, we can let Stewart kind of talk about his, his experience with him specifically as a coach and like what he, where, where he would put him if he was Durante Jones or if he was, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the coach is there. But to me, I think he, I think he's going to be an in the box safety, kind of like how Jacoby, uh, how Jacoby Stevens was where real physical, can rush the passer when he needs to, can tackle in space. Um, but I think the, the challenge really is going to be, is he, is he willing to commit to, to becoming a better tackler and a more consistent tackler? But overall, I'm excited about it. We've got it. We're going to have a pig and a bug on the same team. So that's going to be kind of cool. Um, and I hope that maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we can start getting purple and gold like those, you know, those like pig noses that people wear. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. Maybe everybody starts going oink, oink. That'd be kind of a cool thing. Um, but overall, a good pickup for LSU. And uh, especially as a preferred walk-on, I think that says a lot about him, that he's 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 really betting on himself. Yeah, um, to, to give up his scholarship in order to try and compete at a big-time program. And it says something about LSU because I know I, I've spoken to a, to a few different people who are familiar with the recruiting process, and they've said that in the past, LSU has been almost – a definite on size if you don't have the size no matter what you're done you know they, they say tyron matthew was almost the anomaly and that he was just he was just too 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 good for anyone to pass up on but right. if you're if 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 you're a a really good player but you don't have you're not you know six six three 250 or 200 pounds and you have to uh and and you run a four three you're probably going to get passed on because it's just, it, it doesn't have the, the, you're not the eye candy that, that people want in recruiting. Um, I think that, I think, I think cage is, is about, I think he's like five, nine, one ninety something. And he's a stout guy. If you watch, if you look at him, he looks, he's a big, he, he looks big and he plays very physical, but I do think that he's a little bit undersized for your prototypical sec player. Um, but I think it's good that LSU is, is showing that, you know what, like we're going to, we're going to take production over, um, just stature. Yeah. And that's, that's what you want. Cause I mean, uh, it, the best man plays, you know, that's, that's, that's who you want on the field. doesn't matter, you know, size, like you said, Teran Matthew, uh, if, if, especially with the NFL, you know, if they're just looking at size and that's all they looked at, you know, a lot of guys get looked over, uh, but that's why they have highlight reels, <laughs> uh, especially the honey badger. Um, so uh, we we did want to touch on uh, LSU softball, which we don't normally. But uh, uh, dang it, these uh, these girls have just won their uh, their regional, and I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, and not only did they win their regional, but they did it against you know cross state foe L you know UL Lafayette. Um, uh, they won. I don't know. I guess it went to game seven. I'm not sure how they, how they work in the softball, but uh, LSU defeats Louisiana Lafayette and they will now host a super regional against FSU. Uh, if that sounds familiar, it's because it is, I think it's the 
what'd you say they're the it's the third time they're, they're this is gonna be the this. third time in the last four years they played florida state in the super regional which is strange that they just keep kind of crossing paths right like what's the numerology on that is it or is it just happened to work out that way lsu took the first one fsu uh punched their ticket in 2018 so uh third time's a charm hopefully for the the tigers again because i think if they win this you know they're going to the uh women's college world series in oklahoma it's going to be there june 3rd through 9th Uh, hopefully the tigers will be there uh which is not too far from uh omaha which is hopefully where lsu will punch its ticket man because they they love us up there maybe uh maybe the uh softball tigers can uh, and their fan base can start to make a name in Oklahoma City if that's where they they always are. Um, I don't know. Do you guys watch any of that? I watched maybe like a, a an inning or two of uh, of one of their games against ULL. Do you guys watch any of it, or do you uh, just like see some highlights? Or I didn't something? get to see much. Um, I was watching the baseball a little bit more, but yeah, I saw that they play the same kind of regional format where it's like double elimination, and LSU beat ULL in the winners' final. And ULL came back and beat LSU in the grand final to like force the decider match. So if we had lost that one, it would have been uh, all over, but thankfully they clutch it up. I know that this girl, Allie Kilponen is like their ace and she got, I think two wins over the season. Uh, she's a, a mutual follower, a mutual follower of talking Tigs on TikTok. Uh, she's got like yeah. 20,000 followers. So good to see her having some success. Thanks Allie. But that, that's about it. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be able to tune in. They start Thursday against Florida State. Uh, and so it's going to be, if LSU baseball is still playing at that point, then it's going to be a, a wild weekend. Yeah. Be a lot of lot of Tigers swinging bats, throwing balls around. That's yeah. the hard-hitting analysis you like to see <laughs> on talking Tigers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I think about it. I think that I think there are a lot of Tigers out there throwing the ball, catching it in a mitt, you know? Yep. Wearing uniforms and Popping stuff. Popping the mitt, wearing yep. a hat or a visor. Or uh, a batting helmet. Some have some have face masks. Some don't. How about how softball was like just ahead of the game, like being masked up because the pitcher's been wearing those like face masks for a long time, like to avoid getting dinged by uh, the line drive. So they were like ahead of the coronavirus by a long time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is kind of true. Do you guys see though that after the uh, LSU took the series against a and the next day uh, L or the next day, AM and their coach, uh, Childress, parted ways. Oh. Uh, they, I don't, they didn't say they were firing him. They were just saying his contract was not being renewed, basically. Uh, uh, but he, the guy had been there, like, I think 16 years. Uh, I think they, you know, they hadn't really won much since, like, his earlier years. But, I mean, the guy's, the guy's you know, a solid professional. He's, I, I don't know, he's good guy never had any uh, you know any issues uh he had a yeah pretty good program uh they just didn't you know just didn't cut the mustard this year i think they were just barely above 500 regular record uh sec record obviously not quite as good um but you know, yeah there you Medi- go. mediocrity just not quite good enough especially for teams like a&m with a crazy fan base and a lot of money behind a lot them. of money that's the main thing is that these these oil people at a&m we've said it before and i'll say it again a&M's a cult. They're willing to spend their money on the cult. And uh, so, yeah, they'll, they'll fire anybody. Right. Although it's although Jimbo still lives. Well, A&M, they've invested a, a lot of money, so I feel like they have to feel like they give their money at least 
two, three years to try and come. I said they got their money's worth last year. They were basically Almost robbed the of the CFP. <laughs> that's true. By Notre Dame, who got blasted by Alabama. And no, that's would those, the same, but <laughs> but that those are just emotional. Like, did that did that almost getting in the playoff transferred anything monetarily like was it like they didn't play in the rose bowl or anything it was on the where did they what, what bowl did they play in didn't they play uh, the uh they played in the cotton, cotton bowl most likely that's what i was thinking or was the cotton bowl a uh was it a cfp bowl uh, so we will look that up while well, Daniel's looking that up. Actually, wanted, we wanted to bring up uh, TJ Finley because he announced his landing spot. He has chosen Auburn over all of our uh, well, well thought out suggestions. But that's where uh, I don't know. I guess he just feels he wants to go. I don't know. I watched the video of him uh, talking with someone about his decision. He said it was you know a family decision, uh, and it just kind of happened spontaneously. <laughs> on the phone with uh i forget who the head coach is but i remember his i remember his yeah brian arson because he was yeah, at boise you. state right. and then now it's his first That's season right. yeah but his uh, offensive coordinator is mike bobo who was the quarterback at georgia like right before i i actually went there not to date myself but uh <laughs> mike bobo was the qb there and he's gone on to uh you know he was their offensive coordinator then he went out to colorado state to head coach then he's bounced around. I think he's uh, obviously back at uh, at Auburn, and good for him. Uh, he he said he just kind of chose it on the spot. Really, I don't know. He didn't really uh, mention any of the other schools. He just, uh, I guess, he felt like it was right, and that's how these things go, right? I mean, good for him. Uh, what do you think? Is he? Uh, do you think he's better positioned there as some of the other schools, or say something like a uh, you know, like a La Tech or? Uh, you know, one of those type of schools. Well, I think that uh, one, I remember we bro- we broke down the three schools that he listed as his top priorities. I want to say we that we said that Auburn was one of the better options. Out of, I mean, I, I didn't like Penn State. I know that. I right. liked Texas, but I didn't know if that was really – Texas didn't make as much sense to me because they had a lot of young guys coming in, and I wasn't sure if – Sarke- you know, I feel like Sarkeesian is trying to make his stamp. He wants his guy and kind of getting a player secondhand is not really the same, the same kind of fits the same mold as what he's trying to do. I actually, I like this for TJ because now he says he went there because, you know, he wants to compete now. He wants to play now. And that, that they said it's an open competition between him and Bo Nix. But again, I, I said this before. I said this when he first when he first entered his name in the portal, and then when he releases his top three, I w- I want to see him. I want to see him sit, and I think he has. I think that he can do that. And say what you will about Bo Nix, um, I think he's a, he's he, he was a very highly touted quarterback out of high school. I think he's done a decent job at Auburn. I I think that we you know depending on how how everything goes, maybe you'll see a. a a, a new Bo Nix, you know, with it, with better, if they develop him a little bit differently, maybe they, maybe they can develop him better than Malzahn did. Um, and I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see TJ maybe sit for a year and, and really, you know, really kind of come into his own. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. Like, cause Bo Nix, a lot of Auburn fans were hoping for his kind of emergence last year as all the Bo Nix for Heisman stuff, but then that didn't really happen. He was pretty much the same guy as before. Yeah. Like could have some explosive plays, dangerous on his feet, but prone to mistakes at times. Really, just hurls the ball up. Yeah, 
And so they'll probably go with him as kind of the known commodity to start with, but uh, their, their backup right now is true freshman Demetrius Davis, who's a four-star quarterback recruit, like dual threat. From so, Florida, right? No, he went to North Shore High School, same as uh, he was Zach Evans' quarterback in high school. Oh, okay. um, but so he'll probably compete with TJ for the, the backup job. Um, and TJ got more experience, obviously. But I think if either one of them steps up, TJ, hopefully, then they'll be there to fill the role if, if Bo Nix doesn't step up his game this year or if they do go with him the whole year then next year probably now they also have cam newton's brother i think in 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 at auburn so that's kind of interesting um hmm. yeah but i mean it's not like he's cam newton coming in like as soon as he got there all right now it's between him and bo nix uh you know it could be you know no no disparaging any any names but you know is it like Leonard and Leonard Fournette, you know? Yeah. I think that's all I got to say about that. We've been on the story for the past three weeks. We're like, all right, it's done. <laughs> well, he's, he's going to Auburn and good for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, it will be kind of weird, like seeing him in an Auburn uniform. You know what I mean? Like you'll see him on the sideline. He'll just be standing there. If, if not playing. Right. No, and I guess the weirdest part to me is, uh, like, for all for all his time at LSU, you know, the the games he did start because he started what five games, um, like Auburn was was not one of his better games. That's true. So it's it's interesting that like that's where he landed, but I, maybe he just saw something about, you know, just staying in the SDC West. You know, it's it's like. Uh, it's like the the NBA D leagues for for the NFL almost, you know. It's like that He's, next level. Maybe he just wanted that competition. What you guys? I, I, I see you looking up. Well, I was looking up just because I was trying to think of when the last time like LSU had like a starting quarterback transfer away, and then we like played against him because I was looking at Brandon Harris transferred to UNC, and Anthony Jennings transferred to it was like Texas Southern or maybe was it UTEP? UTSA. Yeah, UTSA, I think. But like we didn't play either of those teams. No, Anthony Jennings went to Lafayette. Oh yeah, you're oh right. yeah, you're right. Um, and then yeah, Brandon Harris went to UNC. I don't think he ever got any playing time. Uh, so I was like, when's the last time we like actually ran up against kind of one of our own? I can't even think of it. When's the last time somebody from LSU transferred like in the SEC? Uh, I think didn't Stephen Rivers transfer from LSU to like Vanderbilt? Oh yeah, or did he transfer into LSU? From Vanderbilt? No, I think he he chose LSU and then he transferred to Vanderbilt. Didn't really, didn't really, uh, I don't know. I mean, he didn't set the world on fire over there, but I mean, it was okay. I guess, I mean, we had, of course, Mettenberger came from Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Um, uh, and then we played Georgia with him, but I don't know if we've had, if we've played an ex-quarterback you know, or even I mean, I'm trying to think of even like a like a random player. Well, I mean, I guess that's more of a good thing generally that like even if we've had some problems with transfers, it's not like our top rivals are poaching them like off the the free agency market. Like we've had guys like go to TCU and, and places like that, but it's not like they're all, yeah, like John Dr. Like they're not jumping ship to Bama or Texas A and M or Georgia. No, those are the those like, are the recruits. Those are the high school recruits. Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to jump ship because they already just go. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I don't know. Do you, I don't know if we had anything else. You guys, uh, we're a hundred, we're less than a hundred days away from college football. So that's cool. 
Yeah. Freshman moved in last weekend. Well, I think that's pretty much all we had. Uh, but did you guys see that thing about the, the Skip Bertman documentary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I, have, I, mean, I haven't seen it. It's, it's supposed to air. Well, I think today or uh, I think but, like in 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but then they, you know, they had this huge, I guess, pre-screening at the, Lauberge Casino. It was a packed house. Just see like a preview. Skip was there, uh, sitting in this really nice looking tiger chair. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see it because yeah, you know, it's it's quite a bit of history there. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's going to be hold the rope on SEC Network, uh, 6 p.m. Monday, May 24th, and probably re-air a few times. And then uh, maybe able to get it on demand. I bet you can get it on the ESPN or S- yeah, ESPN yeah. app. ESPN Plus uh, subscribers. So yeah, definitely going to be tuned in to see that. Kind of relive the memories, the memories we never had. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think some that of them. That's where I, uh, the hold the rope. I heard that was the thing that he used to do, or he, it was some motivational thing he did where he would have everybody like physically hold a piece of rope. Uh-huh. Uh, and he had, I guess we'll find, you can see it in the documentary, but there, there's, he had some story behind it about like everyone holding the rope, everyone holding the same line. Obviously it's the name of the series. So, or the, the documentary. So I, I imagine they'll talk about it, but uh, yeah, it was just a really good motivational coach to me. He was like the Joe Torre of college baseball and around the same time too. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Torre had the Yankees, what they won like five world series and, the dozen or so years he was there. Yeah. So, yeah, just amazing accomplishments. But um, anyway, uh, like we said, Paul Maneri got his 1,500 wins. So, hey. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> Paul. Yeah. Yep, that's good. Um, fingers crossed I'll be in Indy this weekend for the, the big race. I'll get to see a guy pour some milk on his face. That's cool. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's one of the, you know, just the American standards, kind of like the the, the Kentucky Derby of, uh, you know, of, of auto sports. That or, you know, the Daytona 500. But I, I think I think the Indy 500 with the, the Formula One cars, a little bit more prestigious, or the Indy cars, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Tune in next week. Uh, we will definitely have not just one, but pretty much all the SEC tournament for you. Hopefully the Tigers do well, at least win uh, a couple games. And, uh, you know, we'll see how the uh, softball Tigers are doing as well and uh, anything else that comes out. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Ticks.